Welcome to Mystic Underground. I'm Mark. And I'm Kent. Tonight, we have a rather sinister episode about demons. On our Mystic Rewind, we'll dive into our book of supernatural events to read two personal testimonies of demonic activity that happened to me over a decade ago. We recommend giving this one a listen by yourself in a dark corner of an empty room, preferably a haunted room. Just remember to keep that sage handy and your stones close. So tuck in your children, shut your curtains, and hide your eyes as things are about to get scary. This story is called Something Turned on the Water. In 2007, I was living in Hamilton, Montana, in a five bedroom historic home built in the 1800s. It was situated one street back from Maine on a half acre plot in the middle of town. This house was certainly well kept for its year, exhibiting nice wooden floors, medium sized bedrooms, walk in closets, and a large front porch, but it had some creepier features as well. There were secret passageways behind most of the walls, just tall enough to crawl between different areas of the house. I never went all the way through there myself though, as it was filled with spider webs and dust comparable to a tomb. I did try once, but after dozens of webs strung across my face, I had had enough. One night, I was watching an action movie with my only roommate when out of nowhere, something slammed down onto our rooftop, shaking the entire house. Mind you, we had this movie turned way up on some excellent speakers, but this loud boom reverberated down the walls. Immediately, we went to investigate, first glancing upstairs before going outside with flashlights to check our roof, fully expecting to see a dead body that fell from somewhere. To our surprise, nothing looked out of place and no bodies could be seen. Fast forward a week and I had just arrived home from a night out with my roommate. I headed upstairs as they collapsed on the couch, but when I got to the second floor, I heard running water. I peered over my right shoulder and saw steam coming from the upstairs bathroom. Chills went down my spine, but without hesitation, I went and opened the restroom door. Inside, the light was on and the bathtub's faucet gushing. I knew it had been going for a while as the steam was thick and the tub nearing capacity. I bent down and turned the knobs a few times before the faucet would even shut off. I gulped, knowing there was no possible way for the pressure in the pipes to cause that. That realization told me one of two things. A stranger was in our house, or a spirit was, neither of which sounded pleasant. I backed out of the restroom and bolted down the stairs, getting my roommate's attention. I asked them if they'd been up there since we got home, but I already knew the answer. When they said no, I hurried into the room where I kept my old 22 revolver. I collected the pistol along with a flashlight and went right back up the second story to do a sweep. I searched high and low, even peeking into the hidden passageways, but I was certain nothing had crawled through them as none of the spider webs were disturbed. I combed both floors and came up empty, but I knew there was one last place to check and I wasn't prepared for it. We had the basement from hell, and it was the only spot I felt hesitant to look. The doorway, for one, was hidden inside the pantry behind a fake shelving wall. There was no lock on the pantry door to keep anything out either, so I had to go down there to clear it. I shoved the basement's access door aside and peered down the old rickety steps. To make matters worse, the only light for that stairwell had a pole chain, and its half-burned out bulb wasn't very bright at all. I turned it on though, regardless, as I needed every bit of lighting I could get. I only made it down a couple stairs when my flashlight decided to call it quits. 
I tapped it against my leg and clicked its power button on and off, but it was as dead as I was sure to be. With my revolver snug in the hand, I walked down several more steps until the stairwell's bulb began to flicker, putting me in and out of darkness. Then it just stayed off. I ran back up the stairs and pulled the chain over and over until the light finally twinkled back on. Taking a deep breath, I headed back down the flight of steps, but this time I actually made it to the bottom. As soon as I did, I swung myself around the corner to get a good look at the basement. A black apparition was standing in the middle of the room beneath the only light, but it suddenly flew sideways to the darkest corner of the basement. At that moment, the only light in the basement shut off, and I was left in pitch black with whatever this dark entity was. I had nearly pulled the trigger on my revolver, but somehow I kept my composure even with trembling hands. But I certainly didn't stick around. I turned and ran for all I was worth, tripping most of the way up the stairs. It didn't end there though, as I had to make sure that this demon had left the premises. I found a really good flashlight in one of our kitchen drawers and mustered up the courage to go down there one more time, but then it was empty. Whatever I saw down there had escaped right through the walls. The scariest part of it all is knowing that this thing is still out there and many more just like it. So every time you shut off your lights, remember that these demons might just be lurking in the dark corners of each room. The title of our next story is, A Demon Went Up the Hall. It was 2004 and I was living in Colorado with my parents as a junior in high school. Our house was just a few miles southwest of Gunnison near Hartmet Rocks Recreation Area. A beautiful hiking, mountain biking, and climbing range with 14,000 acres and 45 miles of trails. We loved residing there as it was still close to town but far enough away to enjoy a bit of country serenity. One late evening, my family consisting of my parents, brother, grandparents, and myself decided to head to town for dinner at a Chinese restaurant. I'll tell you one thing, that family-owned hole in the wall had the best teriyaki chicken I've ever had. Following the nice meal, we headed back home, arriving in the dark. I was the first one through the front door, followed by my brother and my mother. I flicked the entryway, living room, and hallway lights on all at the same time, illuminating the house like a Christmas tree as we had very bright light fixtures throughout that home. What I saw next was something that I'll never be able to unsee. As those bright lights overtook the darkness, my eyes locked into something standing right in front of me, a mere four feet away. It looked like a black mist, but in the shape of a human. It had a head, shoulders, and a torso and legs, but it was difficult to distinguish beneath its smoky appearance. It was like peering directly into a black hole. This thing slowly floated past me and made its way up the hallway passing directly beneath a row of lights. At the end of the hall, this demon began to transform, its humanesque figure turning to a ball of smoke before slipping through a crack in the door, ending up in my grandparents' room. At that point, I glanced back at my brother and by the look on his face, I knew he had seen it too. Without hesitation, we grabbed a couple of flashlights and ran to that back room, throwing open the door that it had just entered. We searched that room from top to bottom, even throwing the clothes aside in the closets to make sure that this evil being was gone. I'll never forget the adrenaline I felt pulsating through my veins as I searched for this terrifying spirit. The bravery we both showed was pretty remarkable since this was our first run with the demon. Come to find out, my mother saw this thing as well but didn't say anything during our scramble to the back room. Following this event, one of my family members got injured and soon passed away. I'll never know if this dark spirit somehow knew that this was going to happen. Was it an angel of death or something else? 
Now it's time for Ask the Aliens, a questions and answer segment where we'll discuss anything paranormal. Question one, what is your favorite type of thing to investigate? Yeah, so <clears throat> I, I wrote a couple little little notes here and there. So my first thing I wrote down is cryptids because I, I love that, man. I, I love what we do when mm -hmm. we go out for cryptids. And uh, we actually have a huge show coming up that we're filming in the spring. Kent, myself, and, and Nick will probably be involved in that as well. So we're going to have a lot of fun. Um, that one's going to be exciting. Yeah, definitely. To those who don't know what we do with that, um, we started with our Night Stalker investigations doing cryptids. And basically... We go out in the woods, we bring meats, we bring like bait and scents. Um, they're supposed to make the predators get riled up. It's like, you know, one's called rage <laughs> and uh, basically works off their pheromones. So it's pretty wild, but we have calls we bring with us, uh, prey calls. And uh, you know, it's interesting because uh, I know somebody who's actually seen a rake run across the road chasing a bunny rabbit, like trying to oh, kill wow. it at night. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so a dying rabbit call could definitely work. I mean, if you're seeing these kind of things chasing bunny rabbits across the road and you have a dying rabbit call and all these baits and stuff, then yeah, definitely call something in, man. I mean, you never know. <laughs> so we'll be out there, you know, attracting fierce predators, stuff like that, right? That's going to yeah. be exciting. I mean, not many people do this at night mm -hmm. and especially stay out there for several hours. You know, like they might go out for a couple hours, but we're, we're planning on being out there for like four or five, six hours um, on multiple nights, leaving the bait out there, just really stinky, rotten stuff, <laughs> yeah. you know, and uh, all this meat. We're going to let the meat get kind of aged, keep using it over and over, just refreeze it, use it again, refreeze it. It's going to be crazy, man. I mean, you never know what we'll call in, you know. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. Any kind of predators, bears wolves coyotes mm -hmm. we could see it all so it's dangerous for sure uh we do have self-defense weapons we will bring just as a backup like oh, worst case scenario yeah. we'll be prepared but uh it'll be a lot of fun we're doing that in the spring it'll be a brand new show and uh man we're excited about it so can't wait for that one every team likes to they seem to want to do the most renowned spaces like with the most notoriety and fame um uh, they go to these huge spots that everybody's heard of you know you hear team after team going, hey, guess what? We're going to this this spot. And then you hear the next team. Hey, we're going to that spot too. Hey, the next team. So I don't know. I feel like when you have so many people coming in and out of a space, it kind of corrupts the space at one point. You know, it's like it ruins the nature of the, the haunted space. Yeah, if you ask I definitely me. agree. Like having, you know, people tramp, tramp all over your living room, you know, yeah. how much rest or how much at peace can you have in, you know, spirit or a person or anything right exactly like how can you have peace with that you know i'm sure even spirits want to have kind of their free time and their alone time and and uh their own little bubble so exactly, to speak yeah and uh if you've got you know 10 teams a day at some renowned place going in there you know just to for the notoriety of it then i don't know it just seems like that would really kind of ruin the spot over time a yeah, little bit they'd be more um shy or not necessarily shy but they definitely would stay away it would take away the sacred part of it you know like if it's mm -hmm. like the sacred you know special place to these spirits and that's why they're there and uh these people are coming in and out hollering picking fights and <laughs> yeah basically coming out like disturbing the peace obviously demonic stuff wouldn't wouldn't mind that they probably want to pick a fight and, and mess mm -hmm. with you and you know scratch you and all that if, if you're picking fights but you know if you have regular spirits and that's like the house they died in or something you know, they're not going to want you coming in and out and doing all yeah, that stuff. So, agree. yeah, yeah. For me, I'd rather go into like a, you know, an unknown place. Somebody reaches out to us. It actually happens a lot. 
they reach mm-hmm. out and say, hey, something's haunting our house. Uh, we want you guys to come in, see what's going on, see if you can figure anything out with it and uh, hopefully make it either leave or at least give them answers on it. And uh, we had a lady do that in our season one on Paraflix. That's right. Uh, yeah. yeah, she called us up and we went in there and um, her kids were actually saying things like um, the demons, mm-hmm. supposedly demons, would tell the kids, stab your mom and all that kind of stuff. So. Oh, wow. Pretty scary stuff, and uh, so she reached out to us. She had had the house blessed multiple times before we ever got called, and mm-hmm. then we went in there, and uh, these things were talking about her daughters. Saying they were very specific, right? Yeah, like, very detailed in like the family history and all of that. Yeah, you know, they were saying that the the girls' names, you know, specifically, and and mm-hmm. the youngest, the most, like the youngest daughter, and so mm-hmm. I. I can't imagine that's pretty freaky to have some spirits saying your daughter's name and, and they were kind of perverted spirits they were saying some really oh, messed up yeah. messed up stuff so <laughs> so we let her know right away we're like hey you got some really messed up spirits there something dark mm-hmm. came in towards the end all our cameras died uh, it was doing a lot of weird stuff yeah. and uh, so you had like these perversions being said you know between these few spirits and then all of a sudden this deep voice would say you know stop and then wow. they would all shut up. So it's like one demonic authority, authority was controlling over all them. these other controlling, yeah. Yeah, it was wild. Spirits or bullying these other <laughs> spirits, I guess, more like it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so if anybody wants to check that out, that's in our season one on Paraflix. It's uh, Night Stalker Investigations. And it's episode mm-hmm. six. So it's a pretty wild one. It's yeah. kind of weird that it happened to be episode six, too, you know? Like, <laughs> I know, right? Extra, add the little extra spookiness to it. <laughs> But yeah, man, what about you? Uh, what do you think? Uh, kind of along the same lines, I would think. Um, paranormal and hauntings, something that's dragged you, you know, to a, a freaky locale, whether inside or outside. Like you're saying, like, you know, the lady's house, you know. How scary is that when you're actually going out and investigating? That stuff is always fun. Yeah, it's fun. You know? It's terrifying, but the adrenaline keeps you going. It kind of excites mm-hmm. you at the same time. And you're just like, here we go, man. It's like, it's like, uh, almost like before an NBA game or like a football game or something. I, yeah, I, yeah. You know, you I imagine. Like adrenaline dopamine rush. And, you know. <laughs> yeah. Same with like an MMA fighter before they go yeah. out. I can't imagine the, uh, the rush they get. The and, rush they get through that. Yeah. Same thing. I mean, obviously different. Different, genres. you know. But at the same time, yeah. you know, it's, it's that kind of rush and excitement you get when you love something like that. Yeah. It's so. just discovery something new. It's definitely a new experience anytime you're out there. Yeah, and I, different. this like my whole life, people would ask me like, you know, what do you want to do when you grow up? You know, you hear that your whole life. <laughs> yeah, right, and yeah. uh, I never knew, man, like I've done a lot of security work and executive protection and park ranger stuff. And yeah. I, I try to do things that I enjoyed, which I enjoy that stuff a lot. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like that's it, not necessarily me. Like it's it's fun stuff to do. I, I enjoy the kind of work. But in the end, this is the stuff to the core. Right. Yeah. This is more what your core. I love this stuff, yeah. man. If I could do this for a living and uh, go chasing urban legends and folklore and cryptids, man, what Definitely. what a cool job. There's not to me there's nothing cooler on the planet than doing that job. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Definitely. So. That's living the dream life for sure. <laughs> yeah. You know. So, uh, what are your thoughts on the paranormal community as a whole? Uh, well, I'm not as much on the forefront of marketing and communications like you are, but yeah. everybody I've dealt with has been very friendly and very encouraging. Oh, like the things we do and things like that so that's always that's been a positive sign for me 
Yeah, you know, people kind of came at us with open arms when we jumped into this. You know, I've experienced things most of my life. I've, you know, just seen things, demonic stuff when I was younger, a ghost in my room. So I've experienced it my whole life. And it wasn't until really the pandemic when I'm like, you know, I'm home a lot. What am I going to do with my life right now? Like figuring (laughs) out the future. Mm -hmm. And I published those two books that I wrote. And then, uh, but I, you know, that was at the tail end of me writing them and I had edited for years. And yeah. as soon as the pandemic started, I published them. Um, but anyways, so I jumped into this paranormal stuff head first. You know, I wanted to just mm-hmm. start catching this stuff on camera because I've, I've experienced it most of my life. And like, why not? You know, why not see if I can finally get it actually on camera, get actual evidence yeah. So, so we started out, uh, Kent was actually the first one to jump into this with me. He was visiting and, uh, that was fun, man. We, we did a lot of history on some crazy oh, that was places. Really fun. And, that was fun to learn about the whole, um, local area. Yeah. And, and those episodes are pretty much mostly all history and not mm-hmm. much about like hauntings, so to speak. But, but we went there, we went to these places, told the history. We tried to see if anything would happen, you know, as far as like we had a train accident in 1901 that killed mm-hmm. hundreds of people. Um, Dead Man's Curve, where uh, nine Native American um, bodies were dug up. And uh, so those are important stories to tell. People should know about it uh, when, when graves get desecrated and that kind of stuff. I, I feel like that's a very important thing to tell. So yeah, definitely. So we went out there. Covered the history, um, really got into it, learned a lot about our area, and I think that made those episodes really awesome. And uh, you know, we did it as respectful as we could, and in the end, we did catch a couple weird things that happened. <laughs> that was so, definitely like brave the elements on that one. That was definitely a fun experience, though. Remember that uh, in the window of our car, we got uh, oh, a reflection that, that looks like the tombstone at the gravesite where all these people uh, died yeah the memorial gravesite yeah Yeah, that's crazy was a scary coincidence that was it was weird man that was a very weird thing that popped up on the window so yeah if you want to check that out too that's another one of our episodes but yeah we have we have fun doing this stuff man we love this and that's why we wanted to start a podcast and really start exploring theories and just talking Mm -hmm. about different things in the community but uh Back to the community <laughs> community question. Yeah, you know, I, I've met a lot of really cool people on this right away. Um, like I said, they've been super like friendly and kind of like a loving community, so to speak. Um, they're just very accepting of different teams and p- different, uh, different ways about this stuff. You do get the jealous types every now and then, but it's very rare. It might be like one in a hundred teams, you know, mm-hmm. that they think their way is better than everybody else and, and whatnot, but it's, it's yeah, pretty that rare comes with overall. The territory, I guess, for anything. So. Yeah, for sure. You know, and you get people who they've never investigated in their, in their life. They're not psychic. They're not mediums. They've done none of it. And you know, you get comments on like YouTube and Instagram saying like, <laughs> you guys don't know what you're doing. This is how you should do it or this or that. Or they're just super yeah. negative sometimes. Like you guys should quit. Overall, you get 90% love and like that yeah. 10% of idiotic comments. You just got to kind of let brush it, those off. Yeah, brush yeah. it off your shoulder and just, exactly. just laugh. Like what experience do you have, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like feel free to document whatever they you know see or don't see, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some guys like uh, his comment was, you guys said like, are there any spirits here? Well, spirits don't know they're dead. So that's a dumb comment. And it's just funny to me because it's like, 
has he died and gone to the next life and asked yeah. him that? You know? he's, he's, the, he's the spirit authority, right? Because yeah. he, he's been a spirit and he came back. Yeah, come on. Well, and the thing is, you really think when we die, we suddenly become complete idiots and we don't even know yeah. we're dead? Like, come on. Right. We're not... We would be just another zombie, right? Like, that's yeah. not... I wouldn't think that's accurate. Yeah, you might get, you might feel stuck or whatnot and need help, but you know, you're not going to be that stupid when you die. Like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Lose, you know. Where am I? I'm so confused. You know, like, and we've had we've had spirits say that they're dead and and this and that, and why am I dead and all that. So obviously, that's an intelligent response. Like like mid conversation, almost like in some of the investigations out there so yeah that's crazy like at the cemetery we literally mm-hmm. were catching like conversations between spirits you know like they're like hey how you doing <laughs> like i love you and, and then we get like demonic stuff every now and then like really dark yeah. stuff saying they want our souls and all that but then like as we're walking through the cemetery we're catching like random conversations yeah like we were at a bar you know ordering a drink or something right that's what it yeah. felt like we were just like <laughs> Just eavesdropping on conversations left and right. That was yeah, that was it, really intriguing. It really was. It was it, exactly like a bar where you hear a conversation over here and then there's a different mm-hmm. one over here and we keep cutting between all this and then they say, hey, come back, you know? And, yeah, yeah. Like like we, they wanted, they saw us, you know, like our outfit or whatever, right? Yeah, Something yeah, like yeah. That. Yeah, that was interesting. It was pretty cool actually, man. That, that was fun. That I was enjoyed a it a lot. Definitely, yeah. Definitely fun one. What's wrong with most Bigfoot footage caught on tape and why do you believe most is fake? Yeah, so... I've seen some Bigfoot videos lately and that's, that's what made us, you know, come up with this question to begin with. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. I see these videos and it always cracks me up because they, they just start in the middle of them being there. You know, it's like, there's no buildup. They don't explain where they're at, how they got there. And it's Mm -hmm. just like, boom, here's this thing. And then they like start walking and then they're not even out of like the scene and they stop recording. Yeah. Ends abruptly. Right. They're like still in the camera lens, you know, like you can still see the thing walking and they're like, stop. (laughs) So my question would be who in their right mind would ever stop recording something that's so rare and probably million dollar footage? Who's going to go, oh, I've seen enough. Stop recording. Yeah, like that's it. You know, I'd rather save my phone battery or save my phone storage. Come on. It's just, it makes literally no sense at all. You know, the other thing is like, wouldn't you want to film your reaction to a degree? Like, wouldn't you be like, like us on an investigation would be like, holy crap, man. Did you see that? Like, oh my God, that just happened. Like, really? Like you would have uh, to, right? Yeah. You would have to have your reaction or your description of what you're seeing. Something, you know, you would have to be trying to contextualize everything, what you're looking at. Yeah. Either real sighting. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. If it's real, either whispering in the moment, like, like, Hey, there's something over there or like, right after you're going to keep a continuous shot and right after as when you finally leave and you know it's gone and you're safe then you're going to be like dude what the heck you know like yeah. you're going to be like holy crap yeah, that was crazy in, in between the final shot of the of the beast that you saw and your commentary you're going to give everybody a headache like you know blair witch you know style right you're not cutting <laughs> yeah. you're not cutting the video you're just showing you, you yeah know, why you would running you? along right it's <laughs> unless their phone's like totally out of battery and like <laughs> you know the like their camera's out of SD storage, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, come on. Yeah, but how likely is that, right? <laughs> I'm I saying mean, that'd be the yeah. ridiculous excuse, you know? Yeah, but, so that's what I think. Like, if you compare it to, you know, all the stuff, other stuff you see on YouTube, like public freakout videos or something, like, you know, it's yeah. always a continuous uh, yeah. cut, right? And there's always some sort of commentary, 
So Always. if you saw something out there, it would, it would I would think it would take on the similar similar thing. Yeah, and how yeah. are you supposed to believe in a story when first off you don't know where it happened, you don't know mm-hmm. how they got there, you don't know why it ended the way it did, you don't know who filmed it or mm-hmm. why there's no reaction. There's like ten questions that make it seem like it's probably fake, and it probably most of the time is fake. Yeah. And uh, more likely, they're like, stop. Okay, buddy, you can come out of the woods in that hot suit, you know? Yeah, yeah. They don't have a walkie-talkie or anything. They're just, like, shouting commands at each other. And you got to think, they probably got to rush because they don't want another car or somebody else to see it. So they're like, we got to get out of here quick before somebody, like, catches us on our our live. Yeah, because they want to be the exclusive you know, video yeah. too, right? If somebody else sees it. Yeah. They don't want somebody to call them out while they're standing there with a, you know, a suit yeah, like, with no head on, you know, yeah. like no mask. Yeah, like they're just taking a break, right? Smoke yeah. break or, or something. They're, or they're eating a granola bar, you know. But, uh, right. yeah, you know, another, just another note I put is just technology. Mm-hmm. You know, you think of, uh, that's right. Today we have these cell phones, like 99% of people have cell phones with either like 4K or HD footage. Mm-hmm. They film movies on ca- uh, cell phones nowadays. So yeah, Oscar winning movies, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yet all these new, you know, shots of big supposed Bigfoot has like grainy footage. It looks like it was filmed in the 1970s on an old camcorder and it looks like you're playing it back on a VHS. You know, <laughs> it looks terrible half the time. Yeah. Like they put so many filters or I don't know. They're just trying to mask the irregularities in their costume or something. That's, that's the perfect word for it yeah. is mask. You know, that's what I think. <laughs> they probably film it on an HD camera and then mm-hmm. they take it to their thing. They add a bunch of grain and they add yeah. a bunch of like lines, squiggly lines. And, you know, they uh, they try to over zoom. So it's really fuzzy and they, you don't have to over zoom on something like yeah, that. Yeah, lose all the detail and reality is like. You know, that's what yeah. all that blur or whatever they add to it, that fuzziness, that's what makes it. That's what they do, though. And, and you notice make it real. Yep. almost every Bigfoot video looks the same. They all look like that. They all look fuzzy. They all look squiggly. Yeah, they all look overly sense. zoomed in. And uh, there's never explanations. So it's pretty easy to say you guys are all falling under the same BS, some mm-hmm. fake crap you want us to believe. To me, man, that's a cop out. Like, go get real footage, you know. Don't try to fake it just to, like, you know, get the fame of being the first to catch a Bigfoot or something like. No, like gear up and then go out there too, right? You should be ashamed of yourself if you know your <laughs> buddy was walking around a suit and you're getting millions of views and feeling like you're awesome or something. Yeah, you, know? you like, gotta have some. You gotta have some guilt on that one. Yeah, yeah. have some have some self respect, man. Like <laughs> that's right. Go, go get exactly. some real footage. Go do what we do with meets and stuff, and and put our lives on the line to yeah, actually do, it do the this hard stuff. way, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, last question. If you had to choose, what cryptid would you most want to get bitten by and turned into? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, so many awesome ones out there, I would think, right? Definitely. Uh, maybe, maybe a ghostly one or something like a gin, so I can fly around through things, so I can mess around with people a little easier. Something like that, maybe. I don't know. That would actually be fun, man. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> and uh, we, we've talked about this before, but <laughs> when you think about it, when you die you're going to actually experience that to begin with. We'll all mm-hmm. experience that one day, like walking through walls for the first time and yeah. you know, seeing what that other realm is all about. It's going to be crazy, man. Just, just imagine almost you got like spirits going by, almost like traffic, like car traffic. Yeah, it's like you don't even see it with your eyes, but they're just like... You <laughs> they're know, just everywhere all of a sudden. You bumping know? elbows with each other and stuff. Well, here's the thing you got to think of. Think about all the thousands of years people have died. Oh, yeah. And imagine if, if a lot of their spirits are still here on Earth, 
like thousands of years worth. Think there's about gotta be, yeah. There's gotta <laughs> be like an interesting. That is one interesting bar to go get a drink at. I yeah, guess, you're like say, you're right? like having a, a drink with a guy from the 1500s and another one from the 1800s, and you're over there sipping beers. Imagine what yeah. you would talk about. Like, what about wow. our cell phones? And they're like, we didn't even have phones, you know? Yeah, the crazy <laughs> stories that everybody would be able to tell. That would be that'd be one awesome one awesome place. It'd be interesting to see, man. Like you can mm-hmm. imagine. That's why there's so many hauntings. Like so many people have died for thousands and thousands of years mm-hmm. that their spirits are still here floating around doing stuff. And uh, so they stick to an area, they haunt people. And uh, that's pretty wild, man. That's pretty wild to think about. Yeah, it is. Like a lot of people don't think that deep about it, but mm-hmm. thousands of years of spirits. It's pretty interesting. That's crazy. Yeah, for me, mm-hmm. you know, it's tough because for like a cryptid, like if you're going to pick a cryptid, you're stuck as that beast like long term, right? Like you couldn't be like a chupacabra or anything like that, because you'd be like that dog, like you know, weird like creature. Yeah, forever. yeah. That's nasty. You're like, you're like non on your foot. You're like, yeah, you're, on your... <laughs> <laughs> you're like got a scratch, you and you're like, you know, you're you're like doing this stuff to your face, <laughs> you know, just scratching yourself. Oh heck but, no, heck no. But that's why, like to me, I think a lichen because they mm. supposedly can change back into a human, right? That's true. Yeah. So then you know you get to walk around as this crazy, scary beast, and then bam, <laughs> you're back to a human, and then like you can fit in and do all that stuff. And I say at least you wouldn't be, yeah, like totally out of place, you know? Yeah, just yeah. Just walking I mean, around like in your normal self, right? Because yeah. if you're always stuck, like where are you going to hide? Where are you going to go in the winter? You know, what are you going to do? Like, and and I always wondered mm-hmm. that with these beasts and stuff, like Bigfoot. Where do yeah. they hibernate? Where do they go when it's, you know, like 10 to 20 degrees out and it's freezing? And I know they have fur, but at the same time, what are they eating this whole time? What are they catching? All the yeah. other animals like disappear. Yeah, like if, you, if you're that big of a creature, you got to, obviously you got to eat a lot every day. And if it's in the midwinter, where do you get those calories, right? Unless they're vegan. Yeah, <laughs> you, never know. you know, I know some, you know, um, big gorillas and stuff. <laughs> They'll eat like all greens, man. Like most yeah, of them, you, you probably, know. You could probably get enough protein if you obviously you know the forest well enough, way better than we would ever know. But there's still that question, like where do they hide, mm-hmm. like year round, where they're not being found by people? Like where do they go? Like that's the interesting thing. It's, yeah. it's not just where they're walking and like where you see them at, but where do they go when they're not out walking around? You know, mm-hmm. where are they hiding? Do they have a cave? Do they build some kind of shelter? And like with Bigfoot, you know, they have they always find these big stick piles and stuff. Maybe they're doing stuff like that and staying underneath it or something. But what about these uh, Wendigos and skinwalkers and all that yeah, kind where of do stuff? They, yeah, where do they sleep like at night or in the day? Or, you do know, they sleep? Do they get their rest? Yeah. <laughs> you would think they well, would yeah, have to, right? Sleep? I would think so. Any creature, I would imagine like... I would think like a Bigfoot and stuff might. Those mm-hmm. other ones are such weird creatures though, you know, like... Yeah, they kind of border like, between physical and spiritual and... They're, yeah, they're kind of like zombie realities, too. right? Yeah. Yeah, they're kind of like, they're always like mutilated looking and skin like rotten and stuff. So like, do they have brains like that work very well or like... <laughs> or they're like maybe super brains? I don't know. Like it could be... Yeah, you take it to both extremes, right? Yeah, but you wonder how smart they would be, and if they even sleep, if they're smart enough to sleep, you know, maybe they would yeah, crash maybe they don't eventually. Need to sleep anymore? Yeah, like yeah, and, out of that, I don't know. Like you said, if they're on a spiritual, you know, aspect, then no, they wouldn't need to. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's hard saying, man. But uh, yeah, like I, one thing I think about is like you'd be able to have so much fun as a lichen, you know. Like <laughs> let's say you go to a bar and some guy pisses you off, you know, and. 
he's just being a jerk and you're like give me my beer and he's like no and then like next thing you know you're like <laughs> like your shoulders all of a sudden they get like twice as wide they snap oh. it if you could stop like mid mid form you know <laughs> yeah just like halfway just before like yeah beak forms and stuff yeah so you got like red eyes and fangs and then like big shoulders but you're like you know get to stay that way <laughs> yeah but you can still talk like you can still hold a conversation yeah you're, you're like, like walking through wolf the... speak yeah <laughs> you're walking through the alleys it's like bring it on man who wants to mess with me you walk down the alley that way like half hunchback yeah. <laughs> you master you master changing so much that'd be so awesome that would actually be fun man you could like mess with people all the time almost like prank level but you know r- real life pranks you know like <laughs> you're more of like instead of a scary monster you're more like a jokester so you just like yeah. just prank people every day <laughs> you like no. you know making your like bicep raise like three times as far <laughs> as it should because <laughs> it's shape-shifting the whole time oh my God. You're like check this out you know <laughs> oh man, people would freak out. That's for sure. It'd be fun, man. Like that you could probably fun. find some way to make a living off of just playing stupid tricks on people like that. I would know? think so, right? Yeah, really? yeah. So that's the show tonight, guys. We hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for stopping by. If you want to follow our YouTube, it's Night Stalker Investigations, or you can go over to Facebook, it's Night Stalker Bro Dog. We actually have a Night Stalker Investigations there too. And if you want to follow my Instagram, it's at Night Stalker Investigations. We thank you for stopping by. We'll see you next time.